multi-award-winning Niall Boylan podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. All right, just on something else, there's been a lot of interest, of course, in the story of Philip Schofield. And Philip Schofield has now broke his silence and he has a statement out today. I didn't think he'd bring out a statement that soon with all the stories in the paper during the week. Of course, the weekend story was Philip had met Matthew McCreevy when he was only 15 years of age. That's not a good look on the front of a newspaper. Now, there's no suggestion that anything illegal happened, but his statement this morning says, Now I no longer work on this morning. I am free to say this. I hope you have noticed that it's the same handful of people who grudge against me or the show who seem to have the loudest voice. This morning is the best show to work on with the best people in all the years I've worked there. There was no toxicity. You can listen to these persistently loud voices, but if you like. But the thousands of guests over the years, thousands of staff and crew, hundreds of presenters and contributors all know it is a family and a wonderful one. Talented, kind, hardworking people. Well, a lot of people are saying, well, yes, I don't know about that. But one man who does know about publicity is Andy Barr. And Andy joins me on the line. Andy, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for having me on. Now, Andy, with Yetis Communication and PR, I suppose you're dealing with big clients on a regular basis. This is kind of doomsday material, isn't it, for both Philip and Holly, of course. A lot of people talking about what's Holly going to do. The moment she's on a break, inverted commas, uh, will she be back from the break? Has this damaged her career? Because after all, a lot of people are saying, well, you kind of knew about this and you said nothing. She's claiming she didn't, that he lied to her as well. But is this disastrous for her too? I, I think it's fully recoverable for, for Holly. I think she's got a lot of public goodwill in the bank. Um, Schofield, obviously, you know, it, it's kind of a done deal for him now. I think he's going to find it very, very tough to, to come back. But I think with Holly, she'll take a break. ITV will probably, you know, move her off this show. You know, who knows what's going to happen with the whole This Morning brand. Um, but then I think they will give her another primetime show here. Her career is okay. It just depends how long this goes on for. Mm. In relation to, I suppose, her suggesting that he lied to her too, do you think, I mean, as a PR agent, if you were advising her now, do you think she should say anything anything more than what she has said already on her Instagram, i.e. he lied to her too and how disappointed she is? Should she follow that up with another statement? Or is it the advice that you give to a client that you keep talking or you just shut up? What's the best move? Well, I think from a from a crisis comms point of view, you put out a very short statement. You see, you know what comes back. Ultimately, it's important you you tell the truth from the from the set because otherwise, you know, it's going to come and catch you out. So, I think um, she's put this statement out. She'll wait to see what happens over the next week. In crisis comms terms, if you can, if you know, if you can outlast the fourteen the first fourteen days of a crisis, you'll be okay. It's people that have the story rumble on that really, really struggle. I mean, in this world, is it still a case of, you know, today's news is tomorrow's toilet paper or because of social media, does that now get dragged on a bit further? Because in the old days, there was no social media. Your story was big on the front of the paper. Within two days, it was on page seven. And within 10 days, it was off the papers. But social media seems to drag it out a little bit more now, doesn't it? Well, it, it, it's um, it's good and it's bad. In some ways, social media fast tracks the story cycle. So there's always there'll be another scandal come along. You know, we've got a, 
a beautiful set of um, politicians in place that will always deliver a scandal for us. So that'll <laughs> deflect some of the heat. But, um, you know, I, I think really social media um, can make the story go on longer because more and more things will come out, such as, you know, the video footage of, of Philip Schofield um, with the alleged person, you know, that mm. he's rumoured to have dated. So, so you know, fast, social media is going to fast forward it, fast track it. Um, and, and we just need to see what other uh, stories come out over the next seven days. I mean, when, when you say he's rumoured to say he has admitted that he dated him. He has admitted that he had a relationship with him. Um, and of course, that video you talk about shows him in a restaurant with some guy, I think, popping a whatever it is, confetti or something like that. Now, he has gone out to social media and he's spreading all sorts of stories on social media, which are probably untrue, looking for a bit of attention for himself too, but still not good for Philip. The front page of the paper, of course, over the weekend was Philip knew him when he was 15 years of age. Again, I want to point out that doesn't suggest anything illegal went on, but certainly he knew him from that point. That's not good for Philip Schofield. If he was your client, you'd be worried, I imagine. I, I would be worried, but I do fully believe that nothing untoward, you know, went on. Um, mm. I think that, he's, you know, he's a very savvy media operator. He knows what he's doing. He's got a powerful team alongside him. But I think he, the people who are going to be really worried now is ITV's big bosses. Tomorrow, the stock market opens. There's rumours of advertisers and sponsors pulling out. You know, what's this going to do to their share price? And that's when we get into the realm of, OK, uh, do we need a total revamp? I was looking at that this morning. Actually, the share prices are down 0.91%. And, you know, there's a, at the moment, they're at 79.80. There's, there's a suggestion and a forecast the share prices will plummet. I mean, this is not good for ITV in general because it doesn't just bring Philip Schofield and Holly into the story. It brings ITV into it because the suggestion is that they were asked on numerous occasions by many people to investigate this particular situation and ignored people. You know, and we don't know how true that is. But even the suggestion of that is reminiscent of here in Ireland of the Catholic Church when we asked priests to investigate things and it was ignored. So that's not good for ITV share prices, is it? It's not. And I think, you know, the C-suite are fairly protected from it. So all of the bosses, the CEO, the CMO, uh, the, the finance directors, that you know, they're, they're kind of one level above this. It's going to be the production company and ITV's production team that are probably going to uh, find themselves on the end of a sticky wicket. But I think... Um, you know, the, the share price is, is the true barometer. And um, in this kind of situation, the, the way to solve a crisis is to get rid of somebody quite senior, quite fast, announce an independent investigation, and then announce what you've learned from it. So we can expect that to roll out over the next month. I mean, generally speaking, if, if you were advising ITV or if ITV were your client, would you be telling ITV, listen, if anybody contacts any of your staff, do you put a circular out in these situations to all staff involved in that particular show over a particular period of time? If anybody contacts you, i.e. the media, the sun or wherever it is, you say nothing uh, before you talk to us. Is that generally the kind of, is it a kind of shutdown situation? It, it is very much so. And I think we saw that yesterday with Dermot O'Leary getting doorstepped and refusing to comment. So, but I think um, it, it's gone way beyond that. Some of the, you know, their crisis comms team will have been working hard all of last week, all of this weekend to try and soften the blow of advertisers threatening to pull out so it doesn't immediately hit the share price. But they'll be in full crisis mode now. You know, they'll be looking to see which independent investigators they can get in to look into this. 
In relation to the detractors, Eamon Holmes has been quite outspoken. Of course, he believes that he and Ruth were duped on that morning, of course, where he was hugging him, where he came out. And nobody's suggesting there's anything negative in that particular situation. But certainly, um, Eamon Holmes said he didn't know at the time what was going on and he was lied to. He's been very outspoken. It almost suggests that he has something more to say uh, and hasn't quite said it yet for obviously legal reasons. Do you think that kind of stuff, that's not good for both Holly and Philip, is it? It's not, and I think it could have been dealt with a lot better. You know, I, he's obviously very bitter about the way that he lost his position at um, this morning. And obviously, we don't know the ins and outs of what actually went on. But I think they could have nipped that in the bud with an apology, um, with meetings. But now he's just firing shots left, right and centre at, at the pair of them. And it is very damaging to their brand. I think, obviously, Schofield at the minute is, you know, right in the thick of it. I can't see a, a comeback for him at any point. But depending on what else comes out about Holly, I think she's got a lot of goodwill in the in the bank and we saw that in response to you know um things like the the queen's um laying in state q gate um schofield got a lot of grief but but willoughby sort of bounced back from it didn't she yeah well the, the, the suggestion by Eamon holmes is by the way they were they, they said at the time they were making a documentary or a movie or something and the suggestion by Eamon holmes is that was completely untrue and they were all told to kind of, you know, follow that story and, and you know, just reiterate that story. But he said it was completely untrue. He said they just skipped the queue, essentially. Now, he's kind of saying as well that neither one of them, after he lost his job, and you're right, he is quite bitter, that neither one of them even made a phone call to him or sent him a text wishing him well or wishing him good luck. So he is a very bitter man now, isn't he? He is. And I think, you know, let, let's be honest, uh, Schofield and Willoughby will have, will have been told not to contact him by the comms people of um, of ITV because they didn't want anything to, uh, to to come out. But let's not forget, you know, the, the stories about Schofield have been floating around gossip, um, you know, celebrity gossip websites like Pop Bitch and The Upshot for um, for years, you know, mm. and, and just no one was able to stack it up or stand it up. So I think it's, it's really interesting. It's all come to a head now. And, and who are the powers behind that? And, and, you know, why did that story all of a sudden come out? Well, Philip Schofield, you know, who is a very professional presenter, unfortunately now he has this hanging over his head and it's not good. It's not a good look. It's probably the way, I mean, they always say, I suppose, Andy, there's no such thing as bad publicity, but there is really such thing as bad publicity, isn't there? I mean, this is just not good. So can he actually come back to television? I think, you know, you never say never, but right now I can't see a way back. I think... We, we would typically say in a crisis comms point of view, why don't you take a break for, for a year, maybe a bit longer, and then come back, do one hard-hitting interview with a credible uh, news outlet, and then see what comes on the back of that. And this this is in no way um, on, on a similar um, scale. But if you look at um, Rebecca Vardy and how she was trashed in the media less than two years ago about the Colleen Rooney, Wagatha Christie story, you can already see she's took that time off and she's come back with a couple of heavy hitting interviews. Mm. And you can almost see now she's starting to, to relaunch her, her image in the media. So you can never say never, but this will but, be a huge But in, fa in fairness, the Rebecca Vardy story, although it involved two women having a go at each other, a lot of people suggesting they were wasting court time, et cetera, et cetera, and wasting a lot of money that could have been donated to some charity. It's not mm. quite the same thing. I mean, this you know, obviously involves what people believe is not, maybe not illegal, but certainly immoral. Uh, and people have different moral views on, on relationships and how they should go. So it's a much different situation. It's much more serious. I mean, if we go back in time, and again, I don't want to make a comparison, but if we look at, say, 
um, Leslie Nielsen at the time, or indeed, or not Leslie Nielsen, I got his name wrong, John Leslie, should I say. Leslie Nielsen's the comedian. <laughs> John Leslie at the time. And I would say other such, you know, people who ended up in very bad situations where there was a kind of sexual element to it, I suppose. I mean, they didn't bounce back. You know, I mean, John Leslie, I don't think he ever had a career again. Michael Barrymore didn't bounce back again. There was questions around what happened in that particular situation. But they know and they tried desperately to bounce back. I mean, uh, only recently, Michael Barrymore gave an interview, of course, uh, to Piers Morgan. Uh, but it didn't work. It didn't, he didn't get, I suppose, the empathy and the pity that he thought he might have got. Yeah, and I think those two examples are, are at the far extreme to, to what Schofield's done. He's done nothing um, illegal. You know, as he says, it's unwise, but not illegal. And I think those two are the cases. There were, there were very serious accusations that, that they mm -hmm. faced. So I think, I think he's sort of, um, he's nowhere near that level. And that's why the door might be open later down the line. I, you know, I'd never expect to see um, John Leslie or, or Barrymore back on mainstream television whereas I could see Philip Schofield later on because don't forget a lot of people have grown up with Schofield he you know he's been like the family favorite we mm. we grew up with him on kids tv um you know he, he had this very uh, perfectly crafted reputation and image and yes it's fallen it's fallen away a lot now in spectacular terms but he's still got you know a bit of goodwill there's still a large chunk of people that just say you know what People make mistakes. We hold celebrities up to this higher benchmark for for whatever reason, um, and he's fallen short of that. But there's, but you know, I, I think he does have a route back, but it's not immediately. I suppose we could compare it somewhat, maybe, to Anton Deck. Um, of course, uh, two years ago, they always well, it's hard to remember now with COVID. It was actually about three or four years ago now. Um, of course, with the whole drink driving situation, and that, that day he was caught, of course, driving with his mother drunk in the car. We didn't think he was going to come back from that, but it's almost like it's been completely forgotten about. Oh, very much so. And again, you know, he took time out. He went and did, um, I think, rehab and counselling. Um, there was obviously very clear reasons as to why he sort of fell down that rabbit hole. Um, and he did come back. But again, I would, I would also suggest that's because they had a good bank of goodwill behind them from the public. And, and whilst... Schofield is is at a low at the minute. I, I think he's got that um, he's got that ability to to get the public back on side. Again, hard hitting interview in a year's time, uh, and and then see what comes back on you know as a result of that. Would you have advised him if he was your client to make the statement that he made this morning in relation to ITV and the the people who've been outspoken against him? Would you have told him to make that statement, or would you have told him to stay say nothing more? No, I'd have, I'd have said he shouldn't say anything else now. I think um, it's, it's very difficult. All the rumours in my industry is that he's hired a new um, kind of batch of people to help him. It, I would question whether it is a true crisis comm specialist that is helping them because we would just say do short statements you know, and see what comes out rather than prolonging it and keep firing stuff out. This morning's statement, it didn't add anything to the story. It added... Uh, more, um, you know, fires. It added more fire to the story, and and really, he should. Well, just it, keep well, it gives Eamon Holmes, I suppose, it gives Eamon Holmes an opportunity to come back again. So it kind of extends the story, as you say, because Eamon Holmes may now read this out today and uh, come back at the story because it's clearly targeted at him and others who've had a go at him. I suppose uh, if he was to come to you tomorrow, Philip Schofield, would you take him on as a client, or would you say you're all right for the moment? 
Of course I would. I think the agency that's dropped him, uh, the talent agency, I think that was a bit disingenuous. They knew that they weren't going to get any offers or money for him. Um, so it was a bit of uh, jumping on the bandwagon on, on their part. I think most, um, you know, most crisis comms people are used to dealing with things like this, used to dealing with celebrities and, you know, of course, we're there to try and help. Well, listen, thank you very much indeed. Andy Barr from Yetis PR Digital, thank you for joining us this morning. And I'm sure we'll be following the story a little bit more. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085 100 The Niall Boylan podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.